Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. My name is Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. We love the Nats. Hopefully they'll be as good as Venezuela someday. <laughs> Sorry for all those things we said about you, Venezuela. <laughs> You're pretty good, actually. (laughs) It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The game was USA versus Venezuela, Saturday, June 3rd. Twas a friendly. Uh, I'm going to give a quick game recap. Uh, And then we're going to dive into Ty's first impressions, as we always do. But we got a lot of great stuff to talk about today, including previewing Trinidad versus the USA World Cup motherfucking qualifiers. The real-ish, bro. The real-ish. Before we go into the friendly, keep in mind that there are two games. There were two games against Venezuela. Let's start with the senior team, because that's technically the team we're supposed to care about. Although, damn, this (laughs) under-20 team is far more moving (laughs) at the moment. Uh, So anyways, Uh, it was USA versus Venezuela. Apparently, Venezuela posted up uh, not a first-string roster. I don't know a whole lot about these things, but that's apparently the truth. Uh, And at the end of the day, they really showed up a little stronger than the U.S. for most of the first half, I would say. The U.S. really sat back a lot, had a lot of possession, but didn't do a lot of whole, lot of incisive movement. Didn't do a lot of hole. Didn't do a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't do a whole lot of finding of holes. Yeah. So uh, in the 29th minute, Velasquez... Uh, managed to snatch a goal from a kind of bounce-around corner kick, which happens for time to time. Not a very encouraging response from the U.S. We go into halftime very scarily, very freakishly, and very uh, unnervingly. John Brooks goes down. Non-contact or low contact? Non-contact, low contact. Clayton and I both perplexed why he's going back on the field. We'll get to this. Yeah, we'll talk about all this. I actually am just realizing that I forgot to do the starting lineup, which I was supposed to do. I knew I was forgetting something. Oh, crap. Um, so okay. so I'm just going to do it now, and then I'll continue sure. with the all game right, recap. Right, so we'll, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Line it's back fine. Up. It's fine. It's fine. Get it's back fine. out there. Take that photo, that weird crouch right, photo you Take have to do. Take the crouch photo. Uh, anthems, everybody. We're going to have Tim Howard in goal. <laughs> this is the uh, 60th minute. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait. We forgot. Okay. So uh, we have Tim too. Howard in goal. We finally got to see Brooks Cameron start again. So excited for that uh, on the outsides in defense on the left side we saw via Fania. on the right side we saw deandre yedlin uh, and then we saw michael bradley and christian pulisic in the mm. number 10 slot mm, beautiful mm, mm. on the wings we had nagby and fabian johnson and for our strikers we had bobby wood and clint dempsey a little bit more withdrawn so bringing it back bringing it back bringing it back bringing it now back now start to, the game again to the 50th minute brooks the goes down <laughs> I've been enjoying seeing Brooks Cameron. Brooks goes down. Eventually, after way too much time, comes off for Matt Hedges. A few minutes later, we see uh, the most exciting move of the game, without a doubt, from either team. Um, yep. Fabian Johnson assist to Christian Pulisic slots away. A sweet goal from just, just outside of the 18. Nice couple touches, setting himself up for a grass cutter, if you will. Uh, go for Over burner. the next, a, a go for burner. 
over the rest of the duration of the game, Venezuela still responded better, I would say. Um, but in general, just underwhelming attacks from the U.S. and and substitutes in an attempt to change that up. We had uh, Jordan Morris coming in for Darlington Nagby. We got to see a good 20 minutes of Morris, a few touches here and there, and then a nominal Graham Zusi substitution for DeAndre Yedlin in the 90th minute. That's the lineup. That's the game recap. This game would end one to one in this friendly. What did we learn? Where did we go? Where do we go from here? Ty, what's your first impressions? Uh, at the end of a long season, uh, an extra game is going to be a challenge for players who've made it through uh, a, a, a rigorous European campaign. And I think that was the the big takeaway that we had from this game was the intensity really wasn't there. Um, I I get that it's a an exercise to prepare the fitness of the players to play at altitude, but they looked so miserable that I wonder if that was really a good idea. Yeah, uh, to make them do it at all. To make them do it, right, right, right. And they said... Um, that that to me was the most important and interesting aspect of this game because I think what we just saw was practice. You know, I I don't sure. There, I mean, there were a couple at, little tactical Dempsey's things. Look at Dempsey's body language after he he had an, a very clear header, missed it. Uh, it was like you know not like Dempsey at all, and his body language yeah, was like that. okay, on to the next. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, well, he also had like d- not two penalty deal. chances that he just barely he just didn't even say anything. You know, and. uh and um right so yeah, no, yeah absolutely. The, the team not was fighting for calls the team at all. was sleepy the team was sleepy and uh they were especially sleepy on that goal which you you said is a product of possession and that's uh or not a possession but of chances of momentum and that is true but um but it, it's also a product of switching off which is exactly what the u.s did after that uh corner and and the u20s actually did the exact same thing in their game which we should talk about too but um so you know, it's it was kind of a uh, uh, lackadaisical performance, I would say. Um, we didn't see the same initial energy that we saw in the you know January friendlies. Tra- people trying to impress Bruce. It seemed like the team was was laggy and tired. And um, but the, it, it's good that we got that out of the way in this first game. It, the the sort of graduation of challenges is really is really smart because they have. The guys coming into camp, doing that altitude training stuff, sleeping in tents, weird shit like that, like some <laughs> some sort of Illuminati camping situation. Uh, then playing this playing this game, which is a low level of intensity at altitude. Then they're going to play the Trinidad game, which will be a, a lower level of opposition, but will be a high intensity match at altitude. Then they're going to play the ultimate, which is Azteca. Yeah, the um, ultimate. So it's kind of US steps challenge. of uh, challenge. Yes, and and it's it's like that show. Global, global guts. It's like global guts. Global they have that guts. craggy mountain. Yeah, you of go. Th- you go through the various, the various like gems. bouldering challenges. The bo- yes. There's like some sports. Some of them involve water. <laughs> Looks like an enormous foosball table. <laughs> That's one of the and things. And then finally, loves finally, oh man, I, faux sports. Oh, I love faux sports. I like the WWE. I like. Uh, I like dog. I like dog shows. <clears throat> Dog shows are faux sports. That well, the, yeah. And then there's then there's those shows where they just like make I you like fall into pageants. water. I would like to see some U.S. national teamers. 
I get like, put onto I, that log that spins around that uh, throws you off. I love it. American Ninja Warrior. Jossi, Jossi, go. Jossi's <laughs> artist would be out first round of American Ninja Sorry, Warrior. Sorry, Jossi. He doesn't have he would the try full hard. body coordination. He would try hard. Yeah, he You'd would get do, a lot of credit for I, that. I, I bet he would have a good intro though. He's a creative. And so we're kid. we're entirely. We've been talking about this game for like five minutes, and we're completely off topic. This was, <laughs> <laughs> this was boring, right? This was, it was like a little this bit was boring. Like a, so so I'll sleepy. tell you. I'll tell so, you. I'll tell you. Something that wasn't boring for anybody, and that's Christian Pulisic. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. Uh, but before we talk about Pulisic, which I'm sure everybody is mm. just so thirsty for, like little birdies, uh, you know, it would be awesome if you're interested for us to connect with you over Twitter. That's one of the ways that we've been connecting with people. So if you like the show, yes. reach out to us. You can literally talk to us at any given time, and it's, it blows our mind that that. We can talk to you, so that's an amazing thing. Please consider doing it. And uh, if you like the pod for some reason, why not hit us up with an iTunes review? You can help us out a lot that way. It's free and it's quick and easy, and uh, um, it actually makes a huge difference in our trajectory to the top of the podcast world. So, could you do that? Five stars. Thank you. Thank you. WTV Pod. You. Thank you. And if you, you do, if you leave a review. Um, we don't know who, but someone will read them on the air. We are, we're still trying to find <laughs> we're um, still working voice on that. talent. That's right. We used yeah. to have, we have, we have a number them, of but, We have a number yeah. of prospects still working it right. out. You know how it is. The housing yeah. market yeah. in Seattle is complex. Right. And if right. you've been listening it's ridiculously market, closely market to the show, there. you're getting yeah. all of these references. Yes. <laughs> if you're a newcomer, you're once again yes. fully confused. Uh, <laughs> so so Pulisic, uh, this So, yeah, sleepy match, kind of boring. One thing that we did learn is that Christian Pulisic does not do sleepy, boring matches. Oh, and no. he was pissed was about pissed. the performance. And that came out when he scored, when he basically acted as if um, what he had done was like, like cover up the shame of the first half. It was like, okay, now we're back to even. I guess they were back to even. But it was that, well, that, that it, sense I mean, of like... Of like we should have been so embarrassed from the way that things played out in the first that's half right, that like we right. could score four and we wouldn't celebrate. And it's you know? and this is one of the first times I think we've seen Pulisic in a situation that the Nats are in a lot, which is underperforming versus poor opposition. Yeah, um, right. And and I, and I was gonna I I during the game before he scored, uh, I was thinking, is this the first Pulisic stinker? And, right, you know, yeah. I was realizing it's it's way below his standard, but he had so many great moments, so many incredible touches and interplay with with uh, Dempsey and just stuff that no other player for the U.S. has ever done. I mean, in in recent memory. It's at so least. exciting to see him in the 10. Sorry to cut you off. No, it no. Is, it is amazing. It's more than we've seen. Your in excitement is palpable. It's palpable. You can feel it. <laughs> Uh, it's exciting to see him in the 10 spot instead of on the wing uh, yeah. because for this team, he's just so good compared to the rest of uh, this yeah. roster that it would be silly God, not good. to form the team around him at this yeah. point. Whereas yeah. at Dortmund, it's not quite like that. He's no longer trying to prove himself. He's no longer getting used to being in the uniform. He's settled in as uh, you know one of our top players at the very least. And oh, yeah. now well, he's expecting now he's, to start. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's now settling into his mm-hmm. role as a leader on this team mm-hmm. yeah. at 18 years old. And and I texted you, Ty, yesterday that I think this, I it felt like this was the Pulisic we're going to see now. This is actually Pulisic, like career Pulisic. It's him trying to figure out what to do with this fucking team and how to, you know, how to get them to play like he knows a team can play. The attitude Dempsey has had at times, just being Hell like, yeah. what is, totally. guys, what yeah. is going on? Or Tim Howard as well, like, guys, 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 guys. That that is not. This is not how this should go. Um, and just to fin- cap that thought off, it was hilarious to see those two players uh, in particular, like basically going up to Pulisic at the end of the game, and it, I could almost hear them being like, "Dude, just a friendly. It's gonna be fine." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, kid. Oh, like, I love he's it. So I love upset. it. He's, I... He doesn't want to eat the oranges and the fucking popsicles. Fuck you, ma. I don't. I, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry Fuck right you, now. Ma. <laughs> uh thinking back even when his under 17 teams were not doing well he never did this so this is okay, this is totally new i wasn't from I, 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 yeah tell, tell me about um, that because I, I i haven't been following these young children playing soccer with a fucking microscope yeah you haven't been watching children play <laughs> soccer as long as me yeah um Real cool, Ty. So, uh, so when I watched this sixteen-year-old <laughs> play soccer, uh, uh, he—I mean, the, the U.S. U. Seventeen team that he was on that generation um, was was quite strong, and and uh, he didn't have that many opportunities where they were really underperforming. But the the culminating World Cup that they went to, they they finished last in their group and kind of stunk. Um, but I and I didn't see him getting. Uh, challenged by that it seemed like he was mainly just like in his own head thinking what can i do what can i do not thinking about what can i what can i make the team do or help the team do um and i it it felt a little bit more uh group oriented in this in this round and he got he got i think man of the match or something after the game and that was what he he said the kind of press ready version of that which is like we knew the performance in the first half was unacceptable and, uh, you know, we're going to do better. <laughs> we started doing better in the second half, and we're going to keep doing better in the next game. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really like to see that. He was speaking in the third person plural. First person plural, we knew. right? Like, we knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's so much less about just him now. That's right. And to be fair, um, you know, they did respond better in the second half. I do think Bruce gave him a good, strong talking to and had, an, yeah, had a positive Bruce effect said, on the said team. said words. And let's, yeah. re- let's remember a time when... I believe there was some crazy streak where we were giving up all these goals, right, in the second half of our games. And now, oh, now we've got a coach in there who's saying completely. stuff at halftime that makes us come sure. out better in the second half. Well, we, that, we've, that had the both, we've had both problems. We've had uh, uh, teams going down early under uh, Bradley. Yeah. The Klinsman era had a stretch where we gave up, like, a goal in the last 15 minutes, like, eight out of nine games. <laughs> like that. It was awful. So, Gosh. yeah, that, those, are, those are two very unique uh, psychological flaws. But uh, I think, yeah, it, it, it was interesting because you saw the Bruce halftime uh, interview on, on, if you were watching on Fox, where he was, it was like... a little tense. Yeah, it was tense. And he, he, he was pissed. And you could tell that he was going into the locker room with some words to say. And I'm, I, sure. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that that was the case. Sure. And, and 
Okay, and so just to close up the Pulisic thing, I think he, as a young kid in the locker room with a powerful speech, you know, you're really moved by that. Uh, some of the older guys, it's a little different. So I could see Pulisic yeah. getting really riled up by this coach that, you know, maybe he has some respect for in Bruce Arena, and that's cool. Well, or maybe um, he's a he's a perfectionist and he doesn't like getting yelled at, you know? Sure, yeah, that too. He's his favorite, his favorite child, man. He's, yeah, he's the exactly. oldest son. Like, I mean, I don't know if he actually is in his family. I don't know either. It could have been that on those earlier teams, those youth teams, you know, the the team wasn't getting critiqued in the same way because they they weren't right. they didn't have those expectations. Right. Like like you know, drawing drawing to a middling, uh, like Venezuela to begin with is a middling team, and then think they had their C team or, or B team at best. Yeah, this make uh, no this mistake. This and is a major the U.S. is at home. Like the the U.S. should have crushed. crushed, right? Yeah, this isn't a huge underperformance. So so of course Pulisic is gonna uh, is going to detect that and is going to set his own standards and the standards for his team uh, accordingly. Absolutely, yeah. And it was it was completely clear the way that he was feeling about that game from the from from you know his body language while before the goal to his celebration of the goal to his comments. Uh, he he wasn't happy, and that's the kind of standard raising. Uh, mentality that we need to keep growing as a country it sure is now is it uh, and now i'm not saying this is i'm not saying there's any cause for alarm but i think there's a connection between bruce being somebody who you who's more predictable which is something that we were desperate for and hungry for and really wanted to see in a coach (laughs) and now he's he's more predictable so you kind of know that this this starting lineup is going to be the starting lineup. Maybe one change, maybe uh, for, right. we for had the World Cup qualifiers. So except for, uh, isn't this exactly? Except we wanted Acosta, but and, yeah. And isn't that exactly why other other coaches would mix it up so that the players really need to use the friendlies as an opportunity to prove themselves? Right, right. And so it is like, what do we really get from this? Um, and I think that we get quite a bit from this game. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Ty, what do you think of Kellen Acosta's performance? Was it everything you hoped for, or maybe not so much? Uh, no, it was not. So I, I, I was thinking after that um, display uh, that, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess that, that rant I went on wasn't exactly, uh, wasn't exactly accurate. I, unfortunately, uh, he did moment. not. He, yeah, it's impossible to say that he lived up to the hype, uh, at least the he, hype he that was he not had himself. on this show. He was However, not himself right. uh, in this game, the, the, the MLS version. He kind of yeah. overcommitted to everything, and so he ended up, yeah, in, right, the right. End, in the end, he had a lot of wayward touches, and a lot really wasn't coming through for him. Well, yeah, so individually he was a little disappointing, but what, what they did when they brought him on was they went to uh, three at the back. So they were yeah, playing, so tell they were us playing about five, this. it was like five, two, three, one. Does that work? Wait, five, two, three, one is 11 outfield players. That, so that is definitely the best formation possible. That, that would crush. <laughs> the, five, the, the famed five, Pep Guardiola's five, two, three, one. <laughs> He revolutionized it turns the out game. Pep's, Pep's secret this whole time was having an extra man on the field. Um, no one noticed. He's so handsome. They just didn't think to question it. Yeah, he just keeps telling stories from his youth, and nobody's looking at the yes. field. Yes, yes, exactly. It, 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 right. It turns out Busquets has a twin. He's not actually that good. So, uh, so, so they went to this, this five at the back system, and that, that shifted the responsibilities quite a bit. Um, and so it was a little bit more of a... Uh, experiment a little bit more experimentation than just placing him into a 
uh, you know, double pivot midfield with four in the back where he would be comfortable with the role that he was playing. But consequently, that the, the combination of that and maybe some nerves, you know, maybe maybe he's still on his fourth or fifth senior cap. Um, that kind of resulted in a uh, dis- discombobulated uh, performance. But I, 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 I maintain faith, but I realize that this performance is not going to... Um, cement him as a as a potential no it's definitely not but i but i think he's he's someone that would be very difficult not to call up just just because of what he might be able to do Um, for sure and i really do think although he has a few caps i really think this is the first nice look at him that we've gotten and so it's it's unfortunate for him uh but I really think uh, listeners should give him a second chance, you know, like, because to <laughs> me, to me, when I watch this game, I'm especially in a friendly, I'm really not looking for, um, I'm really not, the buck doesn't stop at productivity. You're not for looking me. for I'm, finished product. No, I'm not looking for finished product. I'm looking for attributes. And Kellen Acosta right. has attributes. But right, let's right. let's jump to let's jump around a little bit here because we 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 got a lot of we got to see a lot of uh, folks that we've wanted to see quite a bit. Uh, one of them for me was DeAndre Yedlin. Mm, uh, yeah, I, welcome back, baby. Welcome back, welcome back. He is looking older, looking stronger, looking, looking, looking more like wily, a man, looking looking more. I thought he would pick up Solomon Rondon. Um, and he looks strong. He looks strong. You know what? I'm really, really happy with the progress he has made over the past couple. Me years. too. Thrilled. And I was so yeah. concerned, uh, but I, I am. He wasn't necessarily going to grow into our strongest right back. That wasn't necessarily right, going right. to happen. And he, he is doing totally it. He's, has. He's yeah. fulfilling easy that. And, and yeah, 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 it's an easy choice, man. He, he's got it. He's got the gig. If if Timothy Chandler didn't all always either underperform or get hurt or choose not to show up or whatever well yeah uh, and, he might have a chance but and as much as we say we know we're going to see fabian johnson in the midfield it's always right. a lurking option it always is a lurking option. right right so. but the, yeah so the thing with yedlin you know thinking back to a year and a half ago there was still quite a lot of um debate uh, even even i think self-admitted debate over whether he should be a winger or be a defender and he kind of at some point settled and it, it reminded me like there's there are these situations in life where one thing is good and another thing is good but halfway is not good like yeah a cup a yep. glass of soda is good a glass of milk is good but a glass of half and half is not good <laughs> that's right and and he definitely uh, so, got caught in that for a long for he got caught yeah, in that yeah he was totally caught in that and he couldn't become and... his best defensive self until sure. he committed you know and sure. and so he, and i think he I don't so know made the what, right choice because he yeah. his mentality his his I don't think his touch is good enough to be like a clinical, uh, forward-minded winger. You know, sure. He, sure. I don't, I, I don't think he's gonna develop that. But he had. Right. He, but you can develop uh, defensive like smarts. You can develop for sure wisdom yeah, in the way you play the game. So I think right, right. I'm really. The I think it's geometry lucky. I don't, of defending. That's right. Yes. I don't think he made a yeah. choice. I think it's just the yeah. trades that happened, the managers he had, the way the way it all broke down for him. But sometimes you get lucky in your career and you end up with the right, you know, mentor. And I think that happened for Yedlin. This is a, he, he's really coming into his own. Well, in a way, what maybe did it was the loan move to Sunderland because he, he was at Tottenham and Tottenham's a, the kind of club that can support a player who is out there to make things happen on the wing. 
And so if he had ended up staying at Tottenham and, and in, a, in a way, if he was a little bit better, he might have ended up worse off because he might sure. have been become the, the third third string winger instead. And then the loan moves aren't necessarily the most appealing for a winger because you're not going to like going into a relegation situation. It's not like you're attacking uh, compatriots are going to be that great. Whereas uh, if you go into a relegation situation as a defender, that's a great way to learn because you're facing a lot of attacking. Uh, and so is, there's yeah. the, that, that season he had at Sunderland really, uh, really honed his, his defensive um, and I, solidity and, I think and mindset. And he was playing for, I mean, he got schooled enough times to, to, he got schooled to for sure. really yeah. just be like, fuck, yeah. like I do not want to get schooled. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to give some space. I'm not going to overcommit. Like, I'm just not trying to get schooled right now. That sucks. It yeah, sucks exactly. Well, schooled. that's, yeah, it's almost <laughs> level, level one. You have to like break down again and you, you, you yeah. have to go, go down to basics. And that's kind of what he ended up doing. And it's, it, it was kind of like, uh, seeing a friend after a long time and they, they've changed a little bit. He, he looks, he looks different. He's, yes. it's not only the hair. I love seeing this dude grow up. I mean, this yeah, is one exactly, of the few players exactly. like he's, I tuned in just in it's time. It's like a, a boy to a man. Medlin. Yeah. And, and he's, he's really yeah. coming, he's really coming into his own and growing up. And, and, and the, the, the Northwest of England has turned him into a, a, a pretty hard defender. So yeah, uh, man. The, the tats make sense now. No, the Northeast. tats, the tats. Yeah, seem sorry, justified. They're not just hipster <laughs> the tats. tats. Are justified. <laughs> um, so, so one I, one side note. One side yeah, note. Side is, note yeah, it up, bro. Uh, Baby D's hair. So he, <laughs> he, we tips, were expecting dude, color. We were expecting color, <laughs> but he went tips, curly. So he went with the um, the, the pigtails. The little piggly and it, wigglies. Pigtails is another hairstyle. So I'm gonna have to come. I up was with trying to place what it looked like. Wigglies. <laughs> I was trying to place it, and and it's around the like eightieth minute, it came to me. <laughs> What's it look which like? Is guy? It, it it looks like there's like these desert plants that have these little uh, Velcro hooks on them. Their whole goal of ex- of their existence is to catch onto something's fur, and that's what DeAndre Yedlin's hair looks like. Yeah, it looks like he's trying to catch onto someone's fur. And that's how trees have babies. Yes, yeah, like, that's how DeAndre Yedlin has babies. So, <laughs> that's his, it's his reproductive strategy. So we I'm sorry, guys. This is we the people. We couldn't get past talking about DeAndre Yedlin without checking in on the styles. That's kind of part of our charm. If you're enjoying the show, reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. It's always fun to connect with you guys and hit us up with a five star review on iTunes. U20s. U20s. Oh my God. Don't we have so much U20s. to talk about. Okay. Oh, so last much. Last one, last one, last one, last one. Last one. Nagby, what'd you think? Good? Got to start? Uh, Got to start? Good. Got to start? Got it? Yeah, worth it. Like, they were were talking about how he has played well, but hasn't had that end product. Yes. And it's like, okay, okay, well, then he's not playing well if he's not producing the thing that you're putting him out there to do. You know what I mean? It's not good enough for him to... So, so in that sense, I was disappointed, and he... But he showed the things that he always shows, um, which are some mazy, mazy dribbles, and, and particularly good defense, really. Um, he's good. About, he's like, good in a press. He he has a unique yeah. cut, a unique style of turning. He runs around, downhill. Yes, um, that that is very surprising. And I think, yeah, for me, if maybe if you're like a Portland Timbers fan and you've been watching this for some years and and you're like you know waiting for more, it's frustrating. But for me, as just right. a U.S. fan. I'm I'm down with Nagby even without like putting up goals and assists. I think he's he's somebody like uh he's somebody who is because of the way he's playing the game is going to strike fear into the opposition, take eyes off of Dempsey. 
Um, he's, mm-hmm. he's somebody sure. who's going to uh, build excitement uh, behind our attacks and, and that'll inspire the players around him. So, so I'm down, I'm down. Right. Um, and I think it depends on the role that you, you know, it, it, it depends on what you're specifically asking him to do. And so, you know, people say Nagby's end product should be goals and assists. And that might not be the case, right? Like you have to, like, like that's not Bedoya's job. Bedoya, right. Bedoya's exactly. job is to get the ball. And I was going to bring him up because the 30 yards. They share that, although in that completely different yeah. ways. In very different ways, right. right. But I think that Nagby, so far in his career, has shown this kind of allergy to being incisive, not incisive, but decisive. He is incisive. He's not decisive. Um, and, and, and it comes up all the time. Like, you know, in, when, uh, uh, Caleb Porter has talked about Nagby, he always says, oh, he just has to get kind of meaner and nastier and more aggressive. And then he's going to score all these goals and get all these assists. And, and every time he pops up with a couple goals in, in a couple games, People think, ah, oh, he's turned the corner, you know, he's finally learning to be that goal scorer. But he's just not that guy, you know, he's, he's, a, different he's a goal every he 10 games like, kind of guy. He looks like he should he be He looks that a little guy, bit like that, that guy. guy, yes. And I'm exactly. okay with so, that. I, I think there is a role on a very good team for a Darlington Nagby, but I, yeah. I don't think we should be trying to make him something he's not, you know. Just enjoy right, right. the qualities that he's giving you. Um, but so, yeah. You know, so, so there's that, there's that side of things, but then there's what I was originally saying, which is that we can't keep judging him based on him showing flashes of being helpful. You know, he, he has to be, he's now in the teens of his, uh, caps, um, for the national team. And now, now's the time where you really have to, you know, put you up or, or, or move on, you know, he's, you he's not a boss. young player. He's 20, 25, 26. So. Uh, so now's the time, and I feel like he is—he is growing into a role, and they're figuring out a role that works, um, especially with him and uh, Polisic and Johnson kind of playing in a uh, in a, a, a unit. It's uh, very, it's very cool. Is, this is pretty exciting. Just to just to close it off, because we done talked over this lineup as much as I think we possibly can. But it's a overall, it's a very cool, stylish uh, starting eleven that we got to see. I'm I'm I as a fan am happy because we have consistency without boring play at this point, mm. and that's kind of uh you know the 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 upside with Bruce Arena, the downside being just boring ass shit. So so this is this is pretty cool. And they and, got a um, first Bruce, uh, yell fest. Yeah, hiding, yeah, a hiding from hided. Bruce. You got hided, bro. He probably was uh, hoping. He was like, I hope these motherfuckers yeah. come out in the first half of the bullshit. Because this is the perfect time for a speech. We're going drop into a, drop a goose egg. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> a, Now's the time. Now's the time to have a really bad half. You know, we yeah. haven't seen that yet under Bruce. Yeah. So, hey guys, uh, anybody stay up uh, after the game trying to hang out? There's like a U20s for the, real game. for the real game. We're talking about actual World Cup shit, knockout round. Uh, USA versus Venezuela. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, line them up, boys. So we're not going to break this game down like we just broke no. that game down. This show is about the senior Nats. That's what it's about. However, the under-20s are uh, got knocked out, unfortunately, of the World Cup by Venezuela. And uh, Ty, Ty, why don't do, did you watch this game? Did you get to see the whole 90? Oh, yes. Okay, oh, yes. good, good. I, I, I saved I, it till the morning, but I watched it. Good for you. Lots I, of coffee. This I, I, I tried to be a, a superstar and watch it that night and, and definitely, definitely fell asleep <laughs> for significant portions of the game. But I, but I was there for, I was there for the boys and I enjoyed it and I definitely saw the whole first half. So that's where I'm at. 
Um, uh, what happened? So, so what you saw was pretty endemic. They were just completely outclassed by Venezuela in every area of the field, uh, and all all of the U.S.'s best players had an off game, um, which happens when uh, it, it's one of these like tournament quirks because they have to keep the games coming. That uh, some of the round of sixteen matches are really close to the yeah. um, to the. Uh, quarters so the so uh this for was, the peeps it was like 62 hours after real quick that? real oh, quick for two the one, peeps final score one. okay so 2-1 um, yeah and and so basically what happened was uh Venezuela completely dominated the US and uh should have scored should have I'm doing the same thing they should they they uh were very close to scoring they hit the bar a couple times um and had right. a goal disallowed uh, from offside, which was, was which I'll get to in a second. And they looked they, very, um, they looked very, very good. I mean, they looked a better team than us. They were classy. And that blonde dude was amazing. Right, the Peñaranda. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Peñaranda was was superb, and um, their entire set of attackers was was really great. But what was most what most stood out to me was that defensively they were rock solid. They were like impenetrable, and our our guys were not having the creative inspiration that they have shown at times in this tournament, um, which which happens when you're really tired and and the the team looked looked fatigued. And uh, I think it was just uh, it was bound to happen at some point. But basically, up and down the the field, uh, everyone everyone had an off day, and the that was most. Uh, 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 exhibited. Oh, but anyway, they went to extra time. They did manage to get to extra time barely. Um, and Eric Palmer Brown actually almost won the game in the like 90th minute with a with a header. Um, and so they could have gotten out of there with a with a fairly lucky uh, win. But they went to extra time, then gave up two goals, then clawed that one hope goal, making making me sit up in my chair and get pumped. Uh, and then, uh, and then, fell fell flat again and couldn't find the couldn't find that dramatic late couldn't equalizer. Couldn't find that finish. So. Who scored the USA's goal? Uh, it was Ebobise. Oh, and it, that's it was, right. It was a, right. a header right. from uh, Ebobise, who I always who I've only heard the name. I've not seen it in writing Ebobise. until last night. So I thought yeah. it was Ebobise. Yeah. Ebobise. So um, so the. The, the the episode that to me most uh most characterized the game was a, the in the first half Venezuela had the ball in the back of the net and it got disallowed by video replay which was fantastic epic um, epic yeah so so and it's the right uh, it was call. it was offside it's the very much yeah it was right it was call, right call. So the guy glad. was a step offside um but it was the exact same situation as the senior team where it was a corner against Venezuela that bounced out bounced you know outside of the box and then a venezuelan player got their head on it and all the u.s players go oh shit i'm just like kind of walking up the field taking a breather and it was like it was this this cluster of three or four venezuelan players who all had a shot at at finishing this ball the one who did happened to be offsides the u.s got got pretty lucky that they weren't smarter in that moment um, it's, uh, but that, that to me was like, not... ah, this is not going to be our day. Like, if you're not if you're not switched on enough in a quarterfinal to to like be attentive to those situations, like, it's going to be hard to yeah. win. Yeah, definitely not encouraging to see the same problems in the youth team as the as the senior team. Yes, and and that um, there's a larger aspect to that. You know, my my big takeaway coming out of this World Cup uh, was that when the chips are down, 
we are still a counterattacking 442 work hard you know show show effort be gritty kind of team low you know low possession for what it's worth low shots smash and grab set pieces kind of team that's so sad so, i thought this team was flashy and cool and exciting well it is and it 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 has shown that at certain times but what it made me realize is that you know tab ramos is the coach has been the coach the last three cycles and i think he does an admirable job of getting results from the players but he has not done an, a good enough job of progressing the mentality of the players in the way that i think it's john hackworth is the coach of the under 17s um has kind of has kind of cultivated a certain uh, attitude in that in that group and so i was just thinking you know we have this literal connection to that run fast try hard us national team of the 90s and 2000s right. in, in the form of tab ramos and maybe it's time to um to to bring in someone with a little bit more fresh mentality because try try as he might uh it's not ingrained in him in the same way that it would be ingrained in a in a more uh a more you know modern modern thinker sure i think we have to be pretty satisfied with making the the top 8 um it's good overall but but it was it was quite a crushing uh it's a loss, crushing blow because be if if we yeah. get through venezuela then this is like a historic run it's a historic for us, run and it's, yeah and exactly. it, we have something to look forward to and all that and it's amazing there's uh you know the classic point about youth teams where uh, that says that a championship at a youth level is not as valuable as a quarterfinal or semifinal run uh because the kids are just there to learn you know this is not real tro- the trophies aren't real they're plastic everybody gets one well, and there was a remarkable statistic mentioned in the broadcast that I have not confirmed and sounds completely implausible to me, which was that the last, I think it was the last five winners hadn't made the next tournament, something like that. What? I might have misheard that, but uh, I'm, I'm going to look that up. And the larger point is you do very rarely see repeat success right. in these kind of tournaments. You know, it's not... It's not um, and the, and it's because there are so many factors. Many of these, There's so many factors. So yeah. many fucking factors. So many hormones, but also so many factors. There's <laughs> so, so much, many, <laughs> so much blonde. So tips. much axe, bro. Some of these, so <laughs> <much>. <laughs> some of these teams are sending their absolute best under twenty team. Uh, many, right, many. Right, right. I would say the majority of the world would do that. But then for the as the teams get better, the under twenty team is not the strongest kids, and really the absolute best soccer federation would have a starting 11 that none of them are the best under 20 you know so i don't know if that's true but yeah in that's theory, a great point in yeah. theory if you had yeah. like a perfect soccer right. fe- so so the it it's a totally it's a totally unpredictable thing because our best players aren't there and i'm sure i from what i saw i think venezuela's best players were there for this tournament but i'm not to take anything away from, from the win. what we saw yeah i mean it's hard hard for us to say from our perspective but um, I mean, damn! If those aren't your best guys, they they were I mean, really good. At least three uh, of the players on that field were, you know, better than the starting eleven we saw at the senior team. In in my opinion, uh, in my opinion, uh, yeah. I mean, so I don't they, know. They they were hot stuff, and they they had the uh, senior team coach there. So there, there was this really strange, like, um, what's what's the what's the term like synchronicity between the two matches because you had Jurgen Klinsmann. <laughs> and right. Rafael Dudamel, who's the head coach of the Venezuelan senior team, who <laughs> happens to coach the under-20s, 
So it's like if the U.S. if the senior teams had played like six months ago, those guys would have been in charge of the <laughs> senior teams. They happen to both be in South Korea at the youth team game four hours after the other senior team games. Really weird. Yeah, it's the type uh, of shit that happens in the biz. You know, it's a small in the world. biz in that it's biz, a small, small world. world. So absolutely. we are congrats folks, to them. Uh, con- well, and and congrats to you, Jurgen, and that other guy that Ty just talked about. <laughs> And we are we are uh, also going to say congratulations uh, to you, U.S. under twenty. Some of these guys will never get another chance to compete in a World Cup, and and just yep. you you all deserve to be very proud. You got us hella hype, and uh, it was really just exciting stuff, guys. You did awesome. Don't feel shitty about yourselves. Let us know if you want a care package. Reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. We will send but- you a care package. Whatever you like, not anything. We will. If but, you, you if know, any whatever. under twenty national team player tweets at us and says, "Please send me a care package," we will send you the things from home that you most desire. Yeah, okay? you're out there with whatever your teams. You want. You, you you want some some takis, and they they only have it in the Baltimore area. You want takis? You want a po' boy? If you're from New Orleans, you want a kiddo? You want, want you want a you New want? York Buffalo bagel? caviar? You want a New York bagel, bro? Name <laughs> <laughs> lobster. Let me get you. Let me get Dude. you a New York bagel, bro. What do they have in St. Louis? We could send to Josh Sargent. They have. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I have no fucking Arches. idea. So like the small arch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh. Oh, whatever boy. it is for you, Josh. We, you know, we'll go to St. Louis. We'll get it for you. So, so. But uh, the, the whole don't point feel bad is, about don't... don't feel bad about yourselves. But here's the thing: going into this match, uh, I saw they they played a little like um, like a five minute feature on the team after the seniors finished. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, they had EPB uh, saying Eric Palmer Brown saying we think we're one of the best teams left in the tournament and we want to show that, and that is great. And after the the last team lost, uh, Zalalem, this was two years ago, Zalalem said, we, we feel like we're really disappointed and we should have gone a lot further. And so that's, those, are, those are U.S. players in the quarterfinal of a World Cup saying that they're really disappointed. And you compare that with the senior team where, where it's, this, it, it's this messianic accomplishment for Jurgen to get us out of this, this group. <laughs> and it's such a, such a tremendous accomplishment yeah. that we can look over the Messi- fact that we got like... Messianic, freaking... like Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Not like Messi, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about, about incredible figures from history. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about uh, okay, inspirational okay. wisdom in the form this of is, human kind. These are jokes. These are jokes. Ugh. These are jokes. These are jokes. Friends. We appreciate these are jokes, and, friends. and we we love all religions and religious people. Uh, absolutely, and, uh, we do. Absolutely, and, and we do. Just because you don't believe in Lionel Messi, our Lord and Savior, doesn't mean. <laughs> You can't listen to weak people. Okay. Yes. So um, if you're if you're fucking long Ronaldo he ball. fan, then long whatever. May he ball. Long may he ball. Uh, so guys, we're going to yeah, we gotta, Ronaldo, I don't even the know. Ronaldo. We uh, seriously got to finish this segue, yeah. bro. <laughs> so the Ronaldo, wait, yeah, the Ronaldo wait, wait, wait. cult is the okay, fucking sorry, dark sorry, Illuminati sorry. in this world. What I what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that. Uh, they should not feel bad about themselves because they did have a good run and they, they, they did perform well in the tournament. But what they should do is continue expecting more. You know, they, yes. they need to go into that next 
go into Olympic qualifying thinking it's we're of course we're going to get into the Olympics. We want to win the Olympics. Yeah. We don't want to we don't want to go to the World Cup and get out of the group. We want to win the fucking World Cup. That's right. I don't care if it's realistic or not. The more we expect for that to be the case, the better our results will be. The more we have that mentality that we we deserve it, the better our results will be. That's right. So it's and it's not a huge effect, but it's enough of an effect that and, and in sports, I, really, man, you're, really changing, what it is, you're, you're stretching out your your like joints that regular people never even know about. You're taking we, you're taking weird supplements with fish oils and shit. Just you know, if you're <laughs> gonna do all that takes. to get an edge, then how about change your mentality to a championship? What it really does mentality. is erase a disadvantage. Because I think I think I would I would quantify it that way. I think the current U.S. soccer mentality is a weight. It's a it's a it's a ball and chain when we go into these big tournaments because we expect to get out of the group and lose heroically. And it holds us back in those moments when you know Wando has the ball kind of looping over his shoulder oh and he's about to take that hit. Ugh. You know, he's he he's not picturing in his head that the US is a uh, a World Cup final quality yeah, team so in that, that moment, deserves to get right. this ball and into in that, the net. He's same, thinking, we'll be really lucky if I get this ball into the net. He's thinking, oh my God, oh my God, amazing, amazing, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, amazing. Sergio exactly. Ramos in the same situation is going, oh, that's a relief. He's going, he's going, he's, he's what's going, for lunch? Yeah, he's like, no, he's, <laughs> he's going, going, that's a relief. I was waiting for the, my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm, like, right, I, exactly. I wasn't sure when it was going to come, but it's here. And to bring it back, to bring it back, to the senior national team, Christian Pulisic Has showed that, that mentality, mentality. I was going to say the same Where thing. when that ball is looping through the air, he's thinking, finally, finally, we're going to get what we deserve as a soccer country. Not we're going to, we're going to sneak one. This is going to be so incredible. What a great story this will be. Finally, you know, we're going to get what we deserve. Folks, so. uh, deserve is a loaded word, <laughs> but you know what we mean. You <laughs> but, know, you but get the that's idea. the thing. You have you to, you have you to got, you guys think are, about it. They way. are the athletes. We as fans, yeah. we don't have to say we deserve it. We can just I, celebrate I a, it. But for the athletes. I have a very brief anecdote to, to tell. Okay, okay let's so, do that. So and then we're going to talk about our seconds. favorite band, You Know Him, You Love Him. In, uh, in Breaking Bad, the television show, it's about, the show is about a uh, high school teacher who becomes a meth dealer, as most people would know. And there's a point in the show where he realizes that where the the uh, protagonist realizes that he has actually uh, turned into like a proper drug dealer and that people are afraid of him. And he, he kind That's of embraces up. that. That's what and up. he has this conversation with his wife in the show where he's he's says, you do not have to fear anything because no one is coming to our house because I have become the person people are afraid of. He says, I am the danger. And the U.S. has to go into these, these, uh, these matches and these tournaments with the mentality that we are the danger. We are the team that they don't want to face. It's not a huge effect, but it takes away this disadvantage that we go into tournaments with, and I think it's really, really important that that mentality persists. And that it persists with us to your favorite ever, the greatest band of all time. You know them. You love them. Trinidad and Tobago. I'm trying to do steel drums. What the fuck? I love steel drums. <laughs> I love steel. I love steel drums. So it's going to be USA versus Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, the game is Thursday evening. 
uh, it'll be 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Fox yep. 1, all those things, 5.50 Mountain Time, whatever the fuck. Guys, <laughs> uh, we need to win this game. This is qualifiers for the World Cup. We uh, are we are where in the standings, Ty? Where are we at? Uh, we are fourth. Fourth. And um, as the U.S. soccer website kind of interestingly put it, after the Trinidad game, we're going to be halfway through the hex. Yikes. So you, you remember how it was all, oh, it's early, you know, no big deal. The, the Jurgen apologists before, before he, uh, he met his untimely end, you know, oh, you know, we can always catch up. We can catch up later. We just have to whatever, win at home and draw on the road. Yada, right, yada. Yeah. <laughs> um, after this we game, we're going to be halfway do done, and we're accounting. in fourth. So this, this, uh, this, this game is as important as the Mexico game in the sense that you have to beat these small teams. And you, and, and you can't right. go into these games. These games in particular, you cannot go into these games with the mentality that oh you know they're this really strong they're 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 super strong they're getting better and better and we have to have a lot of respect for them no we got to crush we have this to team. crush them and we are just yeah. as likely to tie to Trinidad and Tobago as we are to lose to to Mexico at the Azteca and uh, that's a that's a enormous swing it's a big deal let's talk a little bit about uh, who we're playing you know what I'm saying the question is who are these people who are these people these people these people these people Terrifying sights and sounds all around us. I turn over to my comrade, Ty, and ah. I just ask him in desperation, Ty, who are these people? I have no clue, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> because we, I, I looked up the Trinidad uh, roster, to, and I don't recognize most of the names, and the names that I expect to see here are not here. Um, so there's no, there's no uh, Kenwin Jones, their, their talismanic captain. There's no Jovin Jones, who's the standout fullback in MLS this year. There's no Kevin Molino, who's a, an MLS-quality player. There's a couple names that, that we recognize from the past, but, but largely it looks like uh, they're trying to refresh the squad. And they've changed coaches already uh, twice during the Hex, I believe, um, or twice in the last year or so. So that's, that's not a good sign. Uh, Sounds and, like there's uh, trouble in paradise. Yeah, there's some trouble going on. Uh, reports came out that a couple of these players showed up smelling of alcohol to oh, training. No. And that uh, Joven Jones basically said, I don't want to show up. And, um, or he said, he said I'll, I'll show up, but I'm going to be a couple days late because I have to play this friendly with my old club. And that wasn't going to fly. So a lot of the established names are not here in their place. You have these, these hungry, uh, you know, fringe players and youngsters who are hoping to make a name for themselves. And Trinidad, it's highly unlikely that they're going to make it. You know, there's basically from, from the Hex, which is the last round of World Cup qualifying, uh, three teams go through, one team goes to a playoff, and two teams get knocked out. Trinidad looks like it's going to be one of the teams that gets knocked out. So I think it's realistic for them to to think about the future, you know, think about if, uh, another cycle and think about how they're going to um, progress their squad. And I know that the, the new coaching staff is uh, is kind of um, uh, unique in that they've brought in uh, Sol Campbell, you might recall, from Arsenal and no, t- Tottenham and then Arsenal uh, and the England national team. I, who, I, I think has Trinidad roots, Trini roots. 
Um, and yeah, and so they're they're kind of like internationalizing the the coaching staff a little bit and bringing in some some different ideas. And maybe that has clashed a little bit. Maybe they're not 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 getting that uh, that support from the playing staff. What a great but anyway, what a great opportunity to stomp all over. What a them. great opportunity, exactly. And uh, so so hopefully this this leads to them being um, inexperienced and uh, unready instead of being, like, galvanized. Sure, and, yeah. The upside, the upside like of this is that we have, like, a bunch of inexperienced <laughs> players who don't really know how to handle the situation and don't really have a clear formation or style of playing. The downside is we have, like, an incredibly hungry group of players who has an ethical, moral imperative to prove something, and uh, yeah, they come exactly. out far more focused like this than Venezuela we. Team like this that we just Venezuela had. team yeah. did. So, the uh, Venezuela team's like, I don't want to lose my spot to one of these 18 year olds you know yeah they're <laughs> like fuck finally getting to play i'm glad they're going deep in the world cup down there uh so yeah exactly so we don't know who these are who, who these people are really honestly we we don't know and no i don't think uh, it would be fair of most sports outlets to claim that they know however there there are some that we thought might like trinidadian news <laughs> yeah we we've we did a lot of research on the team looking looking for insight and there's there's precious little out there. I I, lo- I actually I've I've gotten used to looking at a lot of the um the Central American you know news sources like combing combing for information. It's really interesting if you if you ever get the chance like if you're if you're a, a nerd soccer fan like us um to see some of the things that people say going into matches against the U.S. Ooh. Like it's kind of an interesting uh, mirror. Oh, on I our would US love. We should, soccer dude, we should bring that onto the show a little bit. We should. That would, that oh, what, would be yeah, what what the other team is rad. saying? Yeah, just like yeah. a couple quotes. I would love um, to hear those. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, couldn't couldn't find much on the uh, Trinidad team. It seems like uh, it is this transitional state, and and we'll see what they're able to to put together. Um, okay, guys, yeah. the game is Thursday evening. It's a fucking World Cup qualifier. Uh, you know. There, there are no games that are not important for us from now on. From now until we take home the cup, hypothetically speaking. There are no, there are no unimportant games. Until that day. Until that day. No, I'm talking, we're, oh. I, I, we're going to go on a run and we're going to win the World Cup in Russia. That's what's going to happen. Um, you know, it'll be, the, be, it'll be, if we don't it'll be the beginning of the, the Pulisic era, greatest goat, greatest player of all time. He's going to be um, mad because he only scored three goals in the final. That's right. He's going to be so frustrated. Yeah. Folks, join us Thursday uh, evening and afterwards when we do our review for that game. And, of course, this is all building up to the endlessly epic uh, away game at the Azteca World Cup qualifier versus Mexico, which we, of course, will cover as well. I think it's about that time, Ty. It's been mm. good. It's been good. But I think we should dive into a little hopes and fears. Can I get a fear from you for this game versus Trinidad? <sighs> I think my perpetual fear with these these home matches is that we leave it late. That we um you know we don't we don't make the breakthrough until the seventieth or eightieth minute, sure, and the yeah. guys have to really like exert themselves quite a bit. Yeah, they got to really um, dig I in, think, risk injuries, go for yeah, 50-50s, Yep. Because we said we said you know the Trinidad game is just as important as the Mexico game, and that's that's true in a in a sense. But it's a, it's also an opportunity for players like Pulisic to get their sixty five minutes in, 
and then be more uh, prepared uh, when when we end up going down to Mexico. Yeah, so Pulisic the and Dempsey from the both. Trinidad game to the Mexico game is short. Yeah, Pulisic yeah. and Dempsey both. Pulisic um, because he's so damn young, and Dempsey because he's so damn old. So damn old. He's, he's not so that old. old. He like looks double older Pulisic's than he is, age. Though. He looks quite a bit he, older than he is. I think they father son duo. Um, Clint Dempsey and Christian Pulisic. They they might have had a cap, uh, maybe during the during the um, uh, when when Dempsey was just coming back, where Dempsey was double his age. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's adorable. <laughs> they should go fishing together. So Dempsey should, they should quietly give him advice in as few words as possible. Right. And make him drink beer. Make him drink too much beer. <laughs> He's never had a beer. I've never had yeah. a beer. Oh, you sure? I'll have it. Uh, this tastes funny, this, Clint. <laughs> this water tastes funny. This soda water Shut up funny. and drink it. <laughs> All right, dudes. My hope for this game is um, I would really like to see... Uh, DeAndre Yedlin school somebody with speed down the wing and get a sweet BBD. cross in. I, now that I've seen DeAndre Yedlin defend really well and I trust that he's getting it, it's sinking into that tiny little brain, I, I believe I, <laughs> I'm way more excited to encourage... Shots fired. Shots. I'm shots fired, Clayton, today. got a today. big brain. I'm, sh- I'm shooting, I'm, I'm shooting you're, shots you're, out. You're shooting I'm shots for no reason. No reason at all. Just firing. No reason at all. It's okay sometimes. Ready, fire, aim. Uh, I, now that he, now that he's proven that to me, I think it's way more, it'll be even more fun and it's easier for me to support him when he tries something creative on the wings and does something flashy to get across in. So I want to see that at least once in this game, just an epic, an epic breakdown of some defender breaking somebody's ankles. Guys, I really enjoy myself. Estella Artois, it's the classy choice for lighter beers. Hmm. Uh, I like uh, referring to all things in uh, longitude and latitude instead of using actual addresses. Uh, that's my <laughs> style. That's, it's more clear to me. It's more exact. It's more precise. And I've been searching for your place for days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll find it, Brad. You'll find it. I gave you all the information you need. And I like right- I don't know how to use a compass. <laughs> <laughs> I can't start a fire. I like writing poetry, but I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Boys, let's go, boys. Let's, let's go, go, boys. Let's go, let's three go, boys. Points. Three Get points. Get three. All three points. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Fuck you, Venezuela. <laughs> All right. You're really good. You're good. Damn. You're so Fuck. good. Damn. Ah. You're good, actually. So much better than us. <laughs> no. I got my hopes up. <laughs>